Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Heart Centered Hands podcast. I'm Moni. And I'm Chris. And we're so excited to be sharing with you the first episode of our podcast series together called Death, Dying, and Life. And Moni is sharing here three different personal experiences she's had with those who have passed, which I feel provides a really enriched perspective into three different angles I personally and have heard others take when really contemplating this subject. And it's a subject we all seem to reflect on on a regular basis. However, I really feel there's a lot of uh, pertinent jewels here to derive and really I'm just excited for her to share this this personal experience with you um, and I'm also very excited to share this and yeah it is very personal to me and my story but I hope that it inspires you in your path of exploring your own death and helping other people in your life be comfortable with passing away and it's touchy but if you need any support please don't hesitate to reach out to me and also please like and subscribe this page chris and i are only hoping to grow in what we offer and look forward to sharing more content like this with you all so thank you so much for taking the time and supporting us in our work together yes absolutely like and subscribe um stay tuned we're gonna have uh, lots of great interviews here on the show, as well as guided meditations, music, uh, offerings, workshops, and you name it. So we're just excited to really start this journey and um, are happy for you to be listening and staying tuned. So without further ado, here's the first episode of the podcast. Please enjoy. Much love. share my experiences and my stories around me learning about death and dying and also working with dear friends who were actively dying and how we grew together and loved one another. When I first found out that we had to die, I was very young and I remember crying to my dad and I didn't understand why we had to go and I was confused and I know that's a universal thing especially in this culture and it gets really scary because it's hard to find sources of information in books or movies or videos that help us understand how to prepare or 
what it means and and I know that it created a really strong quest within my soul to understand so that I could become friends with death. That was my goal and that is my goal and I hope this talk opens and gives you permission to explore your own death. I started probably by reading about it through Tibetan Buddhism. I just saw that there was a book called No Death, No Fear. And I was like, well, I'm in a lot of fear around death. I should read this. And reading that book, I remember just smiling and crying and going through all these levels of breakthroughs in myself of accepting and feeling safe to let go and also feeling thrilled to live fully and embrace love in earth fully. And of course, I kept searching and I kept looking and I read more and more books and I was living in a temple, a Tibetan temple in the library it was huge and David Mulk built the temple and he was there and we would have conversations and he would explain many different subjects within Tibetan Buddhism and my whole being perked up and I couldn't leave his conversation, his talks, his presence were and are so powerful and as I continued and moved out and got my own place at the Heart Center, I would have David Mulk come and do Dharma teachings and Dharma talks. And every time we got to the subject of death, it seemed like everyone was so excited and they wanted more. And so we started to actually create full teachings around death and dying which has been really beautiful to share that wisdom. And one of the things that is shared and what the Buddha says is that the time of death is uncertain. The way that we're going to die is uncertain. How, when, and also what you can't, we can't bring anything with us. The only thing that's certain is that we are, in fact, going to die. And these meditations really sink us in to the void, into this place of experiencing it, that this body won't be on earth, that I don't know when I'm going to leave this earth, I don't know when my last breath will be. I can't bring any of my friends, any of my family, any of my possessions. Sometimes I think at the beginning when I was a young girl and I thought about those things, it was too much to think about. 
But the way that I've been taught now is to allow those truths to settle and create peace and create a pathway into realization, into compassion, into deeper love with life and my relationships in this life and my relationship to dying. And as I was learning about the bardos, as I was learning about poa and how to do these breaths, these contemplations, these yogas to prepare the body, the mind, and the spirit for death, I was thrilled and I didn't really feel like I had much fear around it anymore because I started to apply the teachings and, and realize that this is true. So my grandma, when she was passing, I would always sit with her and be like, what do you think about your death? And she'd be like, well, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what will happen. And I'd be like, well, this is interesting because what I'm learning is that you can actually breathe into your heart when you're dying and focus your energy on your crown when you're dying. And, and if you really practice in this time that you have left on your heart and exiting on your mind, that maybe you would have a better life or maybe we would be able to talk in and would you be open to that? Would you be open to communicating to me through dreams? <laughs> and she would look at me and be like, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And I said, I don't know either, <laughs> but would you want to? And she's like, of course. And she says, you know, Moni, I have something a little weird. You might find it weird. I haven't told many people. She said, but when father died, her husband, I could feel him in the room walking with me, hugging me. And after about a week, he left. And I said, wow, I don't think that's weird at all. That's amazing. I said, I think that's really how it is. I really think that you'll be able to give us messages from the other side. And that was the beginning of our learning together as I would learn more from my many beautiful teachers who would hold my hand and they would really, like my wisdom teachers, my Tibetan teachers, they would give me talks and they would give me literature They'd give me meditations and teach me how to teach my grandma how to die. <laughs> and so I would go down to my grandma's house and we would do meditations together on death. And throughout her whole dying process was very beautiful. I got to be with her on her last days and help her bathe and change her diapers and it was sad, but also there was no place I'd rather be because I could be calm, I could be loving, I could be slow, I could learn from her slowness, learn from her suffering, learn from her body failing, and embrace 
my walk up to my house, like I'm so full of vital energy and I'm supporting this body leaving the earth in every way I can. And when she did die, it was peacefully in bed. And I went down there after with her body and I put my hands on her feet and I was talking to her in my head. Grandma, remember, exit out of your crown, go to your heart. And then I saw a light, a light in her being go up into her heart and then out into her head. And I could watch the energy leaving her head. And she said in my ears, thank you, I forgot. Here I go, look it. (laughs) And I was like, wow, my jaw was opened. And I asked people in the room if they could see it, and they said no. And since then, she's come to me in dreams multiple times, and I'll ask her, can you help me? Can you help this family member? And she said, yes, of course. This is just one of the stories that I have where I feel like we did good work together. It's a blessing to have had those conversations and to have grown together in that way. One of the best things that's ever happened in my life, which is weird because it's like she passed away. It's sad, but we learned so much together. And I only hope that these types of stories can grow in numbers and that we can really feel when someone's dying in our life to also use their death as an invitation to explore our own death and to support that we all have to die, that we can make this special that we can awaken together and help each other even if we're on the other side so one of the things that I do um, to ground me into my death is I'll lay down and I'll start to breathe and I'll enter this timeless space where I'm just tracking my inhale up to my crown and I'm focusing on bringing my energies up there in a loving way. If there's any energy in me that is fearful of reaching there, I I meet it and I breathe into it and I focus that I am going to die. I'm going to let go now. I'm letting go now. I'm taking my last breath. And I'll just continue doing that for as long as I need to. Eventually my breath completely stops and I'll go into this space and let my body and my muscles drop. And I just I just sit there, I just lay and I am I be, I be. be far away from what I think I am in this body. And when I come back, 
And I breathe into my belly and I breathe back into my bones and I wiggle my toes. I feel like I had just entered this non-linear reality where I'm meeting myself when I really am gone in this life. And that I'm opening my channels in the practice so that when the time does come that I can hopefully remember how to leave my body in my heart, out my crown. The Tibetans think that if you can leave through your crown that you'll have a more auspicious rebirth and I believe in karma. I believe that if I create the causes and conditions in this life to prepare me for death and the time of death and that those practices be peaceful, loving, and full of grace and concentration into love, that maybe at that time of death, that maybe I would get to do that. And one of the things in this meditation is letting go of all expectations of all intentions because we have to let go that we know what's going to happen. I have to let go of that. And it feels good even if I don't know where I'm going, even if maybe the time of my death I'm struggling and my energy is chaotic. These meditations that I do in this life to prepare me for death actually benefit my waking life and that's important it's important to be able to sit and experience myself as leaving as letting go of my friends my family of all I think that I am of all I think that I know and letting go is part of it but I will say again that it helps me come back into the world with more excitement, with more genuine care and love and presence with my friends and family and the things that I do because I feel like this is magic. I feel like the gift of being alive, of speaking, of moving, of eating, the technologies, the earth, like I can just open my heart and burst into the moment if I'm coming from a place of you guys aren't going to be here in a while and I'm not going to be here in a while. And I say this is a practice and I think this is a practice because I have met people still. I have actually a story to share about a really good friend that I was working with who passed away and she had brain cancer and many tumors and she's gone through so many rounds of operation and cancer um, chemo. She would call me over. I'm in so much pain, Moni, please come over, please, please, I need you. And I would come and she would cry in my lap and say, I'm so scared. Moni, I'm so scared. 
And I would tell her it's okay. Just focus on God because she believed in God very strongly. She prayed many, many times in the day. Focus on your light. She ended up passing away in the hospital and I got a call in the morning that she died. So I went over there and I played my flute in the hospital room with her loved ones and we sent her off to go home, to journey home in peace. And I asked my grandma, please help her. I asked my friend Justin, please help her. Help her journey home. I asked her ancestors, she was Cherokee ancestors, please help her journey home. I had a dream that night that she was so frail and tiny and she looked at me and I got right into her face and she said, Moni, she didn't actually speak. She had a telepathic communication that shook my blood, shook my bones. She said, Moni, I'm so scared. And I looked at her with great concentration and I said, go to the light. And I watched her soul travel as light up to the sun. And I woke up and I felt like we had just done something real there, whether it was me accepting her death and helping myself help my experience of her fear go to the light if that makes sense or if it was really her soul and my soul communicating I'm not sure but I know that we work together through hard times to find the light where we could and experience each other as gifts and I just love that that's part of my experiences around people who are dying. So when we don't know when we're going to die, but we know we're going to die, there's a difference because she really didn't want to die. And I'm sure that a lot of us really don't want to die. We have such a blessing of life here. However, when we have the strength and awareness and, and the ability to say, yes, I'm going to die and, and I'm ready and I'm going to love and live fully too until that day comes, um, that is essential, that is huge, that is inspiring um, I had a friend, my best friend, Justin. He was passing away for many years of cancer, but he inspired everyone, it seemed, to live with love, to live with fire, to live with music and joy. And I would give him sessions of body work and massage, and we would enter these crazy places of like souls meeting after they've died and we would come out and be like did you experience that yeah wow and he would say I'm ready 
I'm ready. And when that day comes, I'm excited because I'm going to heaven. And he would be so full of joy. And I would just be like, wow. And sometimes when he would leave, I would cry because I was like, that's my best friend. Like, oh my gosh. And he's so ready. I'm not ready, you know? So wild, so inspiring. When he was in hospice at the very end of his life, I went in there and I was playing my kalumba and singing to him, oh, I love you so much, just making songs. And the room was filled with so much light. He came out of it and I said, Justin, do you think do you think this is it? Do you feel like you're ready? And he said, oh, Moni, I feel like I have one foot in this world and one foot in the other. He said, at this point, I'm kicking down the door and I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm ready. <laughs> wow. Mm, amazing. Amazing. So he died a few days later and I um, got the memo that his celebration of life was going to be happening that weekend. And, that it, and then I got a call. And it was it was my friend Marianne. She said, "Would you like to play the flute?" Justin wanted you to play the flute because that was another thing. Justin planned his ceremony. Justin planned his funeral. When he before he went to hospice, actually, he asked me to come over and ship out abalone shells to his many different relatives around the world and he would scribble really quickly how much he loved them and that may God bless them and that he'll be an angel looking after them in heaven and and he just had so much energy before he died of course and I went out and I shipped him off and he gave me so many gifts and he was just preparing preparing he said Moni how do we make this funeral special and he was really a big advocate and spokesperson on uh, cannabis. And I said, why don't we roll a ton of different joints and we can all smoke together when you're gone and send up our prayers to you and smoke. So we did. We started rolling joints. <laughs> and when his memorial was um, happening, I got to play the flute with his beautiful relatives his Chumash relatives and Miwok relatives, and we all made our ceremony with our music and our prayer. And then the priest did a beautiful service for him. And I just got to make those connections with his relatives. And he had gone to all of them and asked all of his relatives to look after me. And to this day, we continue to learn together um, because of him, because of his hope that I'd be connected to his family after he died. But this is the cool part. The joints were there. It was cool. Food, beautiful. He actually made, he paid someone to record a hello, everyone. Welcome to my funeral video. I kid you not. This video was him on his porch and he was saying thank you. 
Thank you all so much for loving me. Thank you all so much for being here and helping my family grieve. And may all of you find so much love and peace in life. And if I had one thing, if I had one thing to tell you guys, it would be to forgive. Forgive yourselves for any wrongs you have done and change. Be the change you want to be. Forgive everyone. I, I tell you, it does not matter. Whatever angers you and judgments and resentments you have, just let it go. And then he, he closed it all with a song that he wrote about dying. And we watched that together, all crying and smiling and just in awe of the power and love that he put into this, into his journey towards death. And I just thank him so much for being in my life and for showing me that way of dying and living so fully until that moment came. These people, these experiences have changed my life. I can't say that enough, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for each and every one of those people who helped me become okay with death and dying, and I'm still working on it. But I think that this talk and the different resources that we can share with each other can really help us ground into our hearts and awaken into life with fearless love, with positive actions to help each other. That's my hope. So if any of you have any questions at all, or if you feel like you want to share some auspicious <laughs> experiences you've had with people who are dying, or if you need help, if you just want to talk more, I would be so happy to be in that space with you because I I really feel like this is part of my purpose is to help us help people who are dying and be a bridge builder. So if anything, may we all be united again after this life in love, surrounded by rainbow light in peace with immense compassion, shining souls together at last, May your death be peaceful. May your love grow and grow and grow and grow, infinitely growing love. And may we all treat this earth with respect and treat our bodies with respect. And when it gets scary, when we grieve, when we grab for things that harm ourselves because it hurts so bad to 
face the truth of death. May we somehow find a way to open our hearts and to treat our bodies and the people around us with deeper love as we awaken in this dream. Aho. Uh-huh.